Hello everybody, this is Bobby Keezer, and you are listening to the Son of Man, Urantia Podcast. This episode is Chapter 17, Part 1, Training the Kingdom's Messengers. The afternoon after Jesus gave his sermon on the kingdom of God, he met with his six apostles and laid out his plan for beginning his ministry. They were going to start right where they were at with the cities around the Sea of Galilee. Jesus had decided that he wasn't going to include any of his close relatives as apostles. So James and Jude, who had been part of Jesus' inner circle with the other six, weren't invited to this meeting. The two brothers were offended by being excluded from this group. This event, along with what appeared to Jesus' family, as a coolness around his mother since the thing happened with the wine at Cana, started a separation between Jesus and his family that would continue throughout his time on earth. Their feelings of personal slight and their lack of understanding got so bad that they almost rejected him, and they didn't resolve their doubts about Jesus until after his death and resurrection. Mary was probably the worst of the bunch in this regard, and she was always wavering between faith and despair. The only family member that held true to Jesus throughout his entire life was little Ruth, who never once wavered in her loyalty to her brother father. If a prophet is not without honor save in his own country, he is not without understanding appreciation saving his own family. Final Instructions The next day was Sunday, June 23, A.D. 26. Jesus called his six apostles together and gave them their final instructions for beginning the Father's work. He told them that they were to work in pairs as they went out and taught the joys of the kingdom of God. They were not allowed to baptize anyone, And Jesus strongly suggested that they did not preach in public. He said later, yes, they would speak to the masses. But to start with, Jesus wanted them to gain the experience of dealing with people one-on-one. This first time out teaching was supposed to be entirely personal. This was a bit of a disappointment for the crew. But they could see his point and they didn't let it bother them too much. Ending his instructions to the apostles, Jesus told them that he wanted to ordain six more men as apostles to carry on the kingdom's work after he left them. He gave each of the original six the right to select one man out of the people they were to meet on their mission. At this point, John spoke up and asked Jesus if these new guys were going to be equal in status to the original six, hinting that they shouldn't be because he and the others had been with Jesus since the start. Jesus said that yes, everyone was going to be equal as his apostles, and that they, the original six, were going to teach the new guys what they needed to know to catch up, just like he, Jesus, had taught them. Then before leaving the meeting, Jesus told James and John to go to Caresha, Andrew and Peter to go to Capernaum, and Philip and Nathaniel to go to Tirikia. 
they all agreed to meet at Zebedee's house in two weeks. After Jesus took off, the apostles hung around and talked about his instructions to bring six more men into their group, and not only that, but as equals. Finally, Andrew's argument won everyone over by reminding them that the master was entrusting them to pick these six new men, and as such, he was showing a lot of confidence in his original six apostles. Still, they were all a bit depressed as they took off on this, their first two-week mission. They were timid and scared, and this really wasn't what they thought they'd be doing. Jesus, meanwhile, he headed over to Nazareth to visit his family. He really did all he could to keep their love and faith in him. John, who is still stuck in prison, was also on Jesus' mind. He really wanted to use his powers to get John out. But again, he decided to wait on his father's will. Choosing the Six The apostles returned wiser men from their first couple of weeks talking one-on-one with the people. They now better understood that true religion was completely a personal experience with God. And they sensed the common people's need to hear words of spiritual joy and religious comfort. Once they had gathered around Jesus, Andrew took charge and let each of them present their experiences and submit their nominations for the new six apostles that would join them. Jesus, in turn, had the six vote on each one of the people that had been nominated, and in this way, each new person was formally accepted by all of the original apostles. He then told them that in the morning, they'd leave to call on each of these nominees to service. The six chosen men were Matthew Levi, the customs collector at Capernaum, who had his office just to the east of the city near the borders of Batania. He was selected by Andrew. Thomas Didymus, a fisherman of Tirikia, who had been a carpenter and a stonemason in Gadara. He was selected by Philip. James Alpheus, who was a fisherman and farmer from Caresha. He was selected by James Zebedee. Judas Alpheus, the twin brother of James Alpheus, who was also a fisherman. He was selected by John Zebedee. Simon Zealots, who was a high officer in the Jewish patriotic group, the Zealots, a position which he gave up to join Jesus' apostles. Before joining the Zealots, Simon had been a merchant. He was selected by Peter. Judas Iscariot, who was an only son of a wealthy or of wealthy Jewish parents who lived in Jericho. When he joined John the Baptist, his parents, who were Sadducees, disowned him. Judas was looking for a job when Jesus' apostles found him, and it was mostly because of his accounting experience that Nathaniel joined or invited him to join the group. Judas Iscariot was the only Judean of the twelve apostles. 
The Call of Matthew and Simon The next day they all went first to Matthew's office. He was the tax man, the customs collector. When Jesus and the six arrived, Matthew had already balanced his books and gotten everything in order to hand his job over to his brother. Andrew and Jesus went up to Matthew, and Jesus, looking into Matthew's eyes, said, Follow me. Then they all went to Matthew's house for lunch, where Matthew asked Jesus if he could hold a dinner party that night at his house in Jesus' honor, to which Jesus agreed. Next, they all went to call on Simon the Zealot, Peter's nomination for an apostle. When Jesus met Simon, all he said was, Follow me. Then they all went back to Matthew's house and talked over religion and politics until it was time for dinner. Matthew Levi's family had been businessmen and tax collectors for a long time. They and a lot of their friends that had been invited to dinner that night were what the Pharisees called publicans and sinners. Back in those days, when someone held a dinner for an important guest, it wasn't a private affair like it is today. The custom then was that other people could hang around the table and listen in on the conversations that took place, even if they weren't eating or formally invited. Because of this, most of the Pharisees in Capernaum showed up at this somewhat unusual event to watch the festivities and listen to Jesus talk. As the evening wore on, all of the guests were having a good time and everyone became pretty carefree and light-hearted about everything, including Jesus. When the Pharisees saw Jesus and everyone else having so much fun, they started to turn against Jesus in their hearts. Eventually, one of the more upset of these guys got Peter aside and chastised him about Jesus, saying, How dare you teach that this man is righteous when he eats with publicans and sinners and thus lends his presence to such scenes of careless pleasure-making? Peter, of course, went and told Jesus what the Pharisee had said, and at the end of the evening, just before Jesus gave his blessings on everyone at the party, he said, in coming here tonight to welcome Matthew and Simon to our fellowship, I'm glad to witness your lightheartedness and social good cheer. But you should rejoice even more, because many of you will find entrance into the coming kingdom of the Spirit, wherein you will more abundantly enjoy the good things of the kingdom of heaven. And to you who stand about criticizing me in your hearts, because I have come here to have fun with these friends, let me say that I have come to proclaim joy to the socially downtrodden and spiritual liberty to the moral captives. Do I have to remind you that it's not healthy people who need a doctor, but rather those who are sick? I haven't come, I haven't come to call the righteous, but rather the sinners. It was a pretty strange night for everyone who was in attendance. This was because in the Jewish world back then, people who were considered holy or spiritual or righteous Jews didn't hang out with normal folk 
and especially not with people the priests considered to be irreligious and pleasure-seeking publicans and sinners. When everyone left Matthew's house that night, all they could talk about was Jesus and how friendly he was. The Call of the Twins The next morning, all nine of our crew got in a boat and went to Kersha to call the next two apostles to service. These two brothers, James and Judas, were twins and the sons of Alphaeus. They had been nominated by James and John Zebedee. They were also fishermen, and they were waiting for them on the bank when Jesus and the eight apostles came to shore. James introduced the twins to Jesus, who just nodded to them and said, Follow me. Later that afternoon, Jesus talked to the apostles about how to handle events like had happened at the dinner party at Matthew's house the prior evening. Ending his talk, Jesus said, All men are my brothers. My Father in heaven does not despise any creature of our making. The kingdom of heaven is open to all men and women. No man may close the door of mercy in the face of any hungry soul who may seek to gain an entrance thereto. We will sit at meat with all who desire to hear of the kingdom. As our Father in heaven looks down upon men, they are all alike. Therefore, don't refuse to break bread with a Pharisee or sinner, Sadducee or publican, Roman or Jew, rich or poor, for your bond. The door of the kingdom is wide open for all who desire to know the truth and to find God. After dinner that night, they were staying at the twins' house, Jesus gave them their first lesson on the origin, nature, and destiny of unclean spirits. But they all missed the importance of what he was telling them. While the apostles found it easy to love and admire Jesus, they had a hard time understanding him. The Call of Thomas and Judas In the morning, Jesus and the ten apostles took a boat to Tirikia. The two new men, Thomas the fisherman and Judas the wanderer, met them at the boat landing. From there, Thomas led them to his home nearby. When they got to Thomas's house, Philip presented Thomas to Jesus as his nominee for apostleship. Jesus looked Thomas in the eye and said, Thomas, you lack faith. Nevertheless, I will receive you. Follow me. Nathanael then brought Judas Iscariot to Jesus as his choice for the last apostle. Jesus looked at Judas and said, Judas, we are all of one flesh, and as I receive you into our midst, I pray that you will always be loyal to your Galilean brethren. Follow me. After the group got cleaned up and had a bite to eat, Jesus gathered them together for another talk about the work ahead and the nature of the Holy Spirit. Again, the apostles didn't get what he was trying to tell them. One of them would get one part of his message and another one something else, but none of them could put aside their lifelong beliefs about the coming Messiah. They couldn't grasp the idea that Jesus had come to announce a new gospel of salvation 
and to establish a new way of finding God. They didn't realize that it was Jesus himself who is the new revelation of the Father in heaven. The next day, Jesus left the apostles to themselves so they could all get to know one another. After dinner, he taught them about angels and their role in the kingdom. Then they made plans to return to Capernaum in the morning, in the morning where Zebedee and his wife, Salome, had moved out of their home so that Jesus and the twelve could stay there. That Saturday, they spent a quiet day in the house, going over how they were going to announce the coming kingdom of God. In his instructions to them all, Jesus emphasized that they were not to get into any arguments with the authorities, telling them that, If the civil rulers are to be challenged, leave that task to me. See that you make no denunciations of Caesar or his servants. Later that night, Judas Iscariot took Jesus aside and asked him why he wasn't doing anything to get John out of prison. It's not known exactly what Jesus said to Judas, but Judas wasn't completely satisfied with Jesus' answer or his attitude. Okay, folks, that's it for Son of Man, Urantia, Chapter 17, Part 1, Training the Kingdom's Messengers. Next week we continue with Chapter 17, Part 2, Training the Kingdom's Messengers. Have a fantastic week out there, everybody.